Sexy self-love part one. Self-love is sacred. Underneath it lies a quote, fall in love with feeling sensual and sexy. There are so many sexy, incredible, and beautiful things that I love about being a woman and about us as women. One of my favorite quotes is by Jimmy Butler, a player in the NBA who rose from a life where as a kid, he would look for places to sleep and now he's completely left his past and his past and has excelled in every facet of his life. Forget looking for a couch to sleep on, he has a mansion now. He once said, simplify everything to the simplest, purest form. Now as a woman, I can honestly say that I don't think there is anything simple about us. Part of our sexiness is that there is a whole lot of woman inside of our gorgeous bodies. This applies to my 4 foot 11 inch sisters, my 5 foot 3 inch sisters. Shout out to y'all, we are the same height. <laughs> and it also applies to my 5 foot 7 inch and my 6 foot 3 inch goddesses. There is so much woman inside of our bodies and there is nothing simple about it. But what is simple is the concept of self-love and how our self-love can become our self-glow so that we can glow for so much more. Before you can glow for your dreams, your family, your partner, your kids, or even your faith, there is so much power in realizing that the essence of you is glow and everything else that you surround yourself with either adds to your glow or takes away from it. See, beautiful soul, they raise us teaching us that we are princesses, but the truth is that we are goddesses instead. We are supposed to look different than each other. Every mythological goddess did. Every moment of every single day, we are in training to become a better version of our best selves. There is always more room for growth than for glow, because with each layer that we unveil, we become less stressed, more beautiful, more radiant, and more who we really are. For me, I found that gratitude makes me sparkle, my faith makes me glow, and my sensuality adds to my sexuality within me. But here's the thing. As a woman, we all have our own delicious recipe. You know what? In in terms of sexuality, I want to think about sexiness as well. So going back to that previous sentence I read, for me, I found that gratitude makes me sparkle, my faith makes me glow, and my sensuality along with my sexiness adds to my sexuality within me. Um, And then continuing on. But here's the thing. As women, we all have our own delicious recipe. You are your own soul food and priceless essential oil. Take in some of your own glow, beautiful. You are refreshingly gorgeous. Be that refreshment for yourself. I know earlier I said that we as women can't be simplified to the simplest, purest form. But now that I think of it, maybe we can be. Maybe our essence is softness, sensuality, service, and love, which included, but not limited to, self-love. Now, I don't want to put too much jasmine sugar into your cup of tea here, but what if, in its simplest form, self-love is glowing with the essence of that woman who is within you? Throughout the brave self-love stories in this book, I've sprinkled in three sexy little steps to self-love that I hope will make your life simpler, easier, and more beautiful and help you to realize 
that your self-worth is one of the few things about you that is completely limitless. It's like a limitless homemade apple pie next to you, and people are coming up next to you and savoring each slice, or having a wine cellar covered in diamonds downstairs. You're never tasting a piece of homemade apple pie or popping a wine bottle yourself. Everyone else comes over to you to feel good. Why can't you come to you? You deserve the same beauty and pure, deep love that you show everyone else. Let others see what beauty and love really means, both through you, within you, and because of you, and how you treat you. There's a diamond wine cellar downstairs. Let's go down there and select a bottle of wine together. Every woman is her own collection of sensuous lingerie which means that you're meant to feel sensuous, sexy, luxurious, soft, and beautiful inside of your skin at all times. Walk like you are blessed. Walk like you are sacred. Walk like you are anointed. And the blessing, sacredness, and anointing that is within you will glow. Just like lingerie, there's a new season of you that comes out each year. Personally for me, I've been both the gorgeous collection of delicate lace and beautiful pink crystals and the slightly more sensual and sexy collection that has a BDSM-like feel and comes with strappy bras, thigh-high stilettos, and garter sets that are to die for. Both versions of myself are, and were, sexy, incredible, and beautiful, and both versions are meant to take my breath away. This doesn't just apply to me, sis. This applies to all of us. Every woman is her own designer collection, and there will never be another collection like you. Other people's truth about who you are in life doesn't matter because you are the one who's walking in it. They say that truth vibrates the fastest, but that's only truth the vibration is yours. Just like a designer collection of lingerie, you're both luxurious and limited edition. One of a kind, radiant and beautiful, created from cloth made with divine hands that took generations to make. You're standing on a goddess land because within your body, you are one. When you look close into your own flower petals, you'll see that the tears in your petals are really your sparkle. You are your own epic love story. Wrap it yourself in it with love, elegance, self-forgiveness, and ease. The deeper you fall into who you really are, the more the God in you, the goddess in you, and everything else that is within you will flow. Self-love tip number one is to practice feeling sensual, sexy, luxurious, soft, and beautiful inside of your body. Start doing it for two minutes a day, then 20, then eventually 24 hours a day. Step into life as not just the woman that you are meant to be, but the woman that you already are inside. Want to take it a step further? I love to give women ownership of their bodies back. Because here's the truth, it never really belonged anywhere else in the first place. Here are three fun places to take self-love and body love one step higher. On a sensual level, one of my coaches, Tanya Lee, has a beautiful and inspiring podcast called French Kiss Life. Her episode, How to Reconnect with Your Sexy and Sensual Self, will help you to look at the world in an entirely new light. On a sexual level, here I have two coaches to gift you. 
A little not-so-secret secret about me is that I'm 100% into female embodiment because I feel that's how God created us to be. I have a stripper pole in my bedroom. Yes, <laughs> Jasmine's the one with the Bible, my faith, <laughs> stilettos, and a pole, and it's what makes me me. I used to teach a little bit of exotic exercise routines, and I'd always want to take my skills to the next level. And so I signed up with the queen of exotic fitness, Kimberly of stripexpertise.com. She offers both online and in-person teacher certification, which I loved and highly recommend, as well as an online class called Behind Closed Doors. I've taken both and I highly recommend them with as much passion as I say I do to Godiva soft serve ice cream. The second sister to sister tip for you is that Tommy Morgan Najib's YouTube channel Glam Erotica 101. Tayomi is a sex educator and her channel is a sex ed channel that every woman should watch. She has a video called How to Ride Basic Movements Part 1, which is both educational and fun. To quote a woman who left a comment on one of her videos, I literally learned how to ride my man from watching one of your videos a, few, a year ago before I met him, and he loves the way I ride him, smiley face. And now I'm 11 weeks pregnant, lol, Miss Gay. I can't find the comment anymore, um, but there was another comment on one of the videos from a woman who said that she's waiting till marriage, but watches the videos so that when the time comes, she can blow her husband to be mine. For me, the version of sacred sex that I'm practicing is abstinence. I have sex with life, but I don't think that means that we shouldn't talk about physical sex because sadly, I've talked to too many women who were hurt while being forced to live out someone else's sexual fantasies. This is why I loved the vagina monologues back in college. It gives us our power back. But here's the thing. When it comes to intimacy, it can't ever be taken. Because intimacy is saying that I'm going to let you become inseparable to me. I'm going to let you in close to me spiritually, physically, intimately, and emotionally. I'm going to let you check all those boxes and more. I'm going to soften my body and completely lose myself into yours. Intimacy is a beautiful relationship and a gift like that can't be bought or taken. It can only be given. This is your body. It's okay to talk about sex. I believe that sex was meant to be a metaphor for something greater and that your body is beautiful just the way it is. Always remember that you are your own collection of sensuous lingerie. Sensuous, sexy, luxurious, soft, and beautiful inside of your mind, body, and soul. The real secret about you, gorgeous, is that the beauty which is inside of you doesn't just sparkle. It glows. Welcome to self-love tip number one. Did it feel delicious to your soul? My wish in life is for you to feel how beautiful it is to glow. I hope you can feel your own glow around you right now. The truth about you is that the essence of who you are is absolutely radiant, beautiful, and amazing. You are meant to feel beautiful to your soul. You were created in love to be loved and not just be loved by others, but also to be loved by you. Love is the most sensual, sexy, and stunning lingerie and the classiest as well. And just the most beautiful and sexiest and gorgeous of ways that a woman can ever wear. Are you ready to take the next stiletto step 
and our journey of celebrating our self-love and womanhood together. Let's pour ourselves another refreshingly cool glass of pink lemonade. Get yourself soft, cozy, and comfortable. Here is another woman's story to inspire you and to make you feel loved and beautiful. Pilax's story. So I met this gorgeous soul through Tanya Lee's Facebook group, French Kiss in Life, and further um, through her program, Slim She Can Savvy. And I love the way she glows. I love the way she's just so raw, vulnerable, but real. She's just one of those real true women that walks in her truth. And whenever she posted in the group, um, it wouldn't be something you see every day, but it'd be something that's super deep, you know, and it would take you to the next level. And so I'm extremely blessed and honored um, that she we she called me up. I took the same microphone I'm talking with you on now, and we recorded this conversation together. And one of the quotes that I loved that she shared with me in her story um, is that she said, he, or God, has blessed us as women to be beautiful, and beauty is more than skin deep. There's so much beauty in our actions and the way that we receive love from our creator and give love to ourselves and the way that we give love to one another. And so this is what she had to tell me. I don't have my own personal wings and I never have. What I do have is my own personal gift, a treasure from God. He's the one who helps me to recognize my limitations. A couple of weeks ago, I was so down and while I was down, I just felt that I was being led by the Holy Spirit. I felt like I was in the gutter, and I was thinking to myself, look at the gutter, what's in the gutter? And for me, it was recognizing that pain and those limitations. That's where you find your treasure. That's where you find your gift, and you realize that I'm just a human girl person, and God's got me. I'm a child, and He's the one who gives me joy. He's the one that created woman to be beautiful. It's something that has become the whole of my persona as I am more and more stripped of my self-will and my self-power to do things. As I become more and more vulnerable and more and more being guided, it's so unnatural. It's not easy. He's created women to be beautiful and it's something that he has given us to give to ourselves. So many times I wake up and I don't want to do anything but have this ritual. I get up feel like crap. I put on eyelashes and lipstick. I go read through my muse. I have two muses right now and I'm going to start writing to them. For my daughters, what I want them to grasp from the whole idea of having wings is that God has blessed us with angels to watch over us. He's blessed us as women to be beautiful and beauty is more than skin deep. There's so much beauty in our actions and the way that we receive love from our creator and give love to ourselves and the way that we give love to one another. And in my mantra, this is what I want to pass on. Anyone who's in my presence, I hope that I am being vulnerable enough for them to see that expression. I asked her, how do you strip yourself down to being vulnerable and why is vulnerability such a beautiful thing? Pialx replied, well, it's really humbling. I don't know that I do it. I was talking to a group of friends yesterday, and these gifts that God has given me, I don't know if I really want. I'm praying more for strength and beauty and prosperity and victory. And in the process, he's like, well, here, kid, (laughs) in order to get there, this is what you need, lovey. And I'm like, I don't want this. I'm crying now. It's painful. And I think it's a concept in the history of paradise loss. We don't know what we have until we lose it. 
and really have to receive it to get it back. And that's humbling. It makes us vulnerable. It makes me have to focus on the fact that I really am limited as a human being. That's gorgeous, I told her. What do you want us to know about our glow? I want us to know, she replied, that we are born with it. That's how we are made. Every single woman was made beautiful. Every single woman has their own unique way of glowing. God has given it to her from birth, and she knew that when she was born. We live in a fallen world where there is so much darkness, so much lies and deception, and we live here and lose our glow, and we don't realize what God has given us. But he has given it to all of us, and if we just ask him for it, he will give it to us. We might not like the way he has given it to us, and that's why I love weightlifting so much. That's why I love training. I call it lazy girl training. I have this training session that I do in bed. You do? I asked her. What do you do? I wake up, and before I get out of bed, I will do this butt exercise, Alex replied. I do my whole workout in bed around my bed, slowly getting out of my bed and into my shoes. Yes, I like that though, I told her. So you did something that works with your glow. Well, it's painful, she said, but I like it because something that sculpts me beautiful and I like the results. This isn't an abstract question, I said, but if you pretend that you're walking down the street, walking down the neighborhood and you see a woman on the ground and all the feathers that made up her wings were lying around her. What would you say to her as she picked up her feathers again? Pax replied, I would try and find out what she is grateful for. Sometimes I'm so down. The only thing that I could give to her is what I'm able to give to myself. I would look to her and I would see myself. And I would think of how I felt when I'm on my back and I don't want to move. I'm paralyzed. I'm sad. I'm broken. I have no more will. I wish my breath would stop. It sounds so morbid, Jasmine, but very frequently I remind myself, well, what if you die right now? How would that feel? Going through the death itself would probably be painful. No one wants you to go through the pain of stopping to breathe. But once you're dead, you're at rest. You're at peace. So I would encourage her, the one on the ground who's lost her wings, with the smallest piece that you can get. It's okay to die, honey. I would tell her, and then I would ask her, are you ready to die? Is there anything that you are grateful for? Wanting to be grateful for the peace and the comfort and the mercy of death itself, even though it sounds so morbid, it's so comforting for me to know that it's okay because I have so many allergies and issues with health that take me over the top, and I deal with anxiety and depression. When I'm in the midst of it, it's comforting for me to know that it's okay to want to die. I'm moving beyond that. Once you get over the shock of the fear of death, you you are grateful it's actually a peace and comfort. Then you can start to be grateful for other things and say, you know what? I'm actually grieving. I actually have a lot of things to be grateful for. And do I really want to die now? And I think it starts to build from there. It sounds so morbid. I don't know if you're actually getting it. I think I do, I told her. It's like that figurative death process is giving you life again. Is that what you were saying? It does, she replied. It actually takes off that pressure and lets you know that, actually, I am enough. Thank you for this, I told her. 
I completely identify with this. Mental health is often uncharted waters. Thank you for being willing to talk about this and for interviewing with me. Thank you for your light and your glow. I have one last question. What is one thing they like to do to feel beautiful every day? Oh my goodness, Piax replied, what I just told you that. That morning wake up thing, she laughs. I'm good at it. I can do it. I know that if I don't want to do it, it's only 10 minutes long. And I know that within seven minutes, I'm out of the bed and actually feeling better. And I know that my shower is waiting. I usually have some mascara to put on afterwards. And by that time, I'm ready to give and have something to give at that time. I love it, I told her. Are there any last words that you want women to know about finding their glow? Life is a gift and it's a treasure, she replied. And the best and the greatest gifts are the gifts that you don't want and you go through and you come out on the other side. I think if we go through it in vulnerability and if we go through it in gratitude, if we go through those difficult gutter moments with thanksgiving, that we can come out on the other side and then we have so much treasure. April's story. My favorite quotes are from April as when she said to live in a constant state of peace and happiness. And this is what my goddess April absolutely radiates. April is my goddess of Zen. She's always sweet, always fashionable. And when I stand next to her, I feel calm. And it's as if nothing can rattle her. She always has Zen moon on. <laughs> the entire world could be falling apart. And it would still be standing there sweet and strong, standing there with peace, calm, and ease. Um, so she agreed to be in a self-love video that I did as a promo for the book. And she and the goddess Carla surprised me by coming over together. And they essentially made it the best day of the month for me. <laughs> and as we're pulling into the park to film her in the wings, I asked her, what does it mean for self-love to be your self-glow? April replied, to live in a constant state of peace and happiness. So what's April's secret for living in a constant state of peace and happiness? I asked her. You surround yourself with a lot of things that you love and the people that you love, she replied. I asked, how did you learn to love yourself? How did you learn to have your glow? I'm still learning, April said. I think I'm still a little youngin' and trying to perfect the craft. Hmm, I just try not to worry about the little things, you know? <laughs> then Carla, April, and I laughed in agreement. Like, April said, what does my father say? Every single thing has a solution. Every single problem has a solution. Don't trip too much. So that's your secret for always being so centered, I asked. Yes, April responded. I'm like, it will be done at some point, somehow. Just got to figure out how and when. There you go, I told her. I love it. <laughs> and then at this point, April parked the car. And her, Carla, and I start shooting the self-love promo. We put on our wings. We have music playing on our phones. And we film each other walking up and down, dancing the wings for a self-love video. Um, and we hope that, now I hope, now I know, because I can say the video's been released. And I've got a lot of positive feedback about it. And the video allows other women to see the glow that's within them. And this is really what sipping life like champagne and living the goddess lifestyle is all about. Robin's story. Robin is one of the purest and beautiful souls of that like I've ever met. She's an absolute angel. And initially, she had actually seen my Facebook posts. I've been posting in different Facebook groups asking for women who would be willing to pose in the wings and to share their story. And so she sent her friend Emily, who we read her story together earlier in this book. And then 
her family came back and said, this isn't just a photo shoot and this isn't just a book. Like you need to do this. Your story needs to be in it. And Robin came and she was courageous and brave and she was simply just radiant in her shoot. And I remember after her shoot, she wrote a very powerful post on Facebook and she came in a week later and she was glowing. And that just inspired me in a whole new light. And she's just someone, whatever you need, wherever you are, she's always there in her fullness and her glory. And um, she, just like many, many women in this book, they all, it's all like the quote that Nisi Nash once said um, in an interview is that she's so blessed that she doesn't look like what she's gone through. And all these women, all these mini goddesses, right? None of these beautiful ladies look, what, like, look like what they've been through, but they're radiant, beautiful, and the glow inside of them, the aura of who they are and all that they are in spite of what they've been through. So here's my beautiful Robin story and a quote that I loved um, that she shared in this is that you need to tell your heart to beat again. So Robin says, if I were to tell a gorgeous person how to find their wings, the first thing that I would tell them is, we are all born gorgeous, but maybe you need to work on yourself first for you to truly see it for yourself. How can you love somebody else, including God, if you're religious, if you cannot love yourself first? You could be named the sexiest woman alive, but lack a beautiful heart or soul, which is where true beauty lies in this world. Are you humble? Are you grateful for the little things like true love, true friendship, your health, your job, etc. in life? Are you confident with your body, your thoughts, your actions? To believe in yourself. Do you take accountability for your actions or your words? Yet are you the kind of person so quick to judge, criticize other people for something that you're doing exactly the same thing in life? Can you look in the mirror and be proud of the person? physically, mentally, and spiritually looking back at you? Can you let go of the guilt? Can you forgive someone, including yourself? Life is not easy. It's very hard and will attack you to the ground. Over the years, you will need to dust yourself off from falling to the ground. You will need to get up and try again, even if it's a thousand times. You'll make many sacrifices along the way. We go through life with struggles and upturns, losing a loved one, a divorce. Sometimes it can be a blessing in disguise. Financial stability, failure, bullied by others, a U.S. gender-based wage gap, sexual harassment, etc. I know that a lot of people are surrounded by negativity these days and tested every second of every moment in their lives. I have realized that our wings are wounded after each battle we have in our lives. The wounds can be internal, these are wounds that you are holding inside of your wings and you hold inside of your body that you think you've dealt with and you haven't dealt with at all until a certain action happens or you hear a word and you relapse. Or the wounds can be on the outside of your wings. For example, someone who has been abused or someone who has helped harm their body and they still have that mark or that scar that they see when they look in the mirror. And if you haven't dealt with that, it will eat you away at you as well too. It's outside of the wings, but it makes you lose your glow because you haven't dealt with it yet. It's our broken hallelujah because we are not rejoicing in our glow. I believe we don't lose our wings unless you give them away. You can lose a leg or an eye, 
but our wings are made out of invisible pearls the day we were born into this world. During my 22 years on this earth, the first time I wounded my wings was when I gave my family power over me. As a little girl, my mom's mom belittled me by criticizing my looks. She would call me fat, tell me that I need to lose weight because I looked ugly, no one will love you unless you're skinny, etc. And my actions, she would call me stupid, I will never amount to anything, etc. I've seen my mom's mom only three or four times since I was six years old. I have other family members to this day whose words are the same to me. My father's a truck driver, so he wasn't home much. When he was in our lives, I remember as a young girl the emotional abuse I got from him, crushing my dreams, calling me stupid, blitting me, etc. The physical abuse, especially when he was drunk, or blitting my mother's self-worth. My oldest sister and I were always the ones getting in the middle of the arguments and taking a beating to protect the family that we were born into this world with. My mother has a heart of a lion. As a young girl, over time I saw my father and my mother doubt her self-worth. My father has his favorite daughters just like my mom's mom has her favorite grandkids. At a young age, my parents did the best that they knew how to do in raising children. As a young girl, I questioned my confidence, my belief in myself, my success, my talents, and my existence. People say they can only lose their life if you shoot somebody, health condition, or stab them to death. True to an extent, you can also kill a soul or a life with just your words. The actions that people do to others and even a memory can trigger to give away our wings. There are so many scenarios in which you can lose your wings. I've seen people in their life who gave their wings back through suicide, a gunshot, drug or alcohol abuse, a stab, a simple chicken race, a simple remembrance of the past, etc., it all started from a simple sentence, a dare, a scandal, a choice, etc. Remember what is important about your wings. Your wings are unique. They are wounded and not perfect, but wounds heal and no one's wings are perfect. Are you ready to give up your power? The healing process takes time, patience, support, a different mindset and determination to heal. You need to forgive the people who wounded your wings. Forgiving others is not only for them, but for you. Your wounds will become scars, and you gain your strength and power you lost over time. Most importantly, you need to forgive yourself. Why? We are our own worst enemies. In the beginning of healing, embracing your light, your, which is your wings, you can put fear in your heart at times. This quote I read in Marianne Williamson's book, Return to Love, helped me on the journey, and I loved it even before it came in the movie Coach Carter. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your plain small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure about you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We are born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. As we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. 
You get your power back over time with patience, forgiveness, peace, and a new perspective and through trying to find your way again. It's like telling your heart to beat again over and over through every wound in your wings. I have no favorite song really, but when my wings are wounded by life, I listen to the song Tell Your Heart to Beat Again by Danny Goki. Now I listened to this song many times over a year before I heard the story behind the song. This pastor talked to the surgeon into allowing him to be in the corner of the room while the surgeon performed an open heart surgery. The heart surgeon had done everything right for the procedure, but the heart didn't want to start on its own. The surgeon bent down to the patient's ear and said, Miss Johnson, this is your surgeon. The operation went perfectly. Your heart has been repaired. Now tell your heart to beat again. Once the surgeon said those words, the heart started to beat on its own. When I heard this story, I realized that this is what happened to me, and this is why it took me so long to find my wings, my heart, especially after I lost my little sister. My wings were not healed, my heart was still broken, and I was still in a coma. As a kid, I was bullied by family, strangers, and kids because of the way that I looked, how I talked, my thought process, and my actions. When I was in junior high, my half-brother tried to rape me, and I got a knife and protected myself. When I was 17, I just barely graduated. My uncle had been drinking. Since he was drunk, I had to pick him up, and in the car, he tried to do something to me. I had a pocket knife with me, and I pulled it out and told him not to touch me. The only person who took my confidence away from me was a guy who I met at a friend's house my freshman year of college. See, with every single incident, for example, with my half-brother, I would try and tell my parents and my parents wouldn't listen. When my uncle tried to hurt me, he got out of the car first and told my parents that I had put a knife to his throat, but he didn't tell them why. So, when I walked into the house, I got lectured and was given all this craziness. I tried to explain why, but they had already heard his side of the story and didn't want to hear me. And then, with the boy who actually did hurt me, My friends didn't even believe me because the guys whose place it happened at liked him and when I was trying to tell him what happened, he said, no, no, you're lying. I told him that I wasn't lying and our friendship ended right there. It was very hard for me. When you are hurt like that, it's like being robbed in your house. When that happens, they rob you of your confidence and your self-esteem and it's very hard to get all of that back. You start doubting yourself. You think that you are worthless, all kinds of things about yourself that is not even true. Then you start feeling guilty and wondering why it happened to you. My little sister, Billie Jean Selena Corundo, was 16 years old when she died from a rare blood disorder. So I wanted I want to do my girlfriend right by this. So I'm gonna say her little sister's name. My gun. My little sister, Billie Jean Selena. Coronado was 16 years old when she died from a rare blood disorder. Um, that just means a lot to me. So I wanna I wanna honor all aspects of her story. So that's why I wanted to say her names again. Um, it was heartbreaking to lose our special needs girl who lit up the world with her smile. Her death literally killed my family, especially my mother. Everyone grieves in their own way. After her death, I became literally a soulless person. 
The last thing that she said to me was, I want to go stay with you. I want to be with you. And I was not there for her. She's going to stay with me for the weekend. She wanted me to go and pick her up that Friday night. I told her that I couldn't because I was really tired and I'd just come home from a double shift at work. I told her that I'd get her Saturday morning instead. That night, I could not sleep. I don't remember what time it was, but I ended up getting up from the bed. I arrived at my parents' house around 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning. At that time, it was about a two and a half hour drive from where I lived to my parents' house. When I got there, I went to the living room to sit down. My other sister came in and was like, she's not breathing. I said, what? And my sister said, yeah, she's not breathing. Everybody in the household that was there that day was freaking out except for me. That's just how I've always been. I've never been one to panic or anything like that in those situations. I just react and say to myself, okay, what do I have to do? I picked her up. She was bleeding from her gums, which is something that her disorder would do from time to time. She was bleeding so much, the blood went down her throat, and she was literally suffocating on her own blood. We took her to the hospital, but it was a small-town hospital, so we had to fly her to the nearest hospital. My mom couldn't go on the airplane because she is heavy set and her weight was over the limit. I went with my little sister instead. It was my first time on an airplane. My other sister was too young at the time, and my other sister asked me to go on the airplane. At that time, people were pandering me and asking me, why did I have to go? I told them that my sister needed me and that I didn't have time for this. She didn't make it. Her disorder made her bleed too much and a blood vessel ended up bursting in her brain. It took a toll on me. I was a very mean girl, angry at the world, and a soulless person, mad at God. About six years ago, I moved to another place and I started believing in myself again and believing in God again. I've always been that kind of woman to where I will not show how I'm feeling. I'll put a smile on, even if I'm going through hell. And it's good, but at the same time, it's okay to share with others and to say, hey, this is what happened, and to tell them that others didn't hear you out. They might not have heard you out, but someone else will. At this point, I asked Robin, how did you find the strength to be soft and be vulnerable and to glow with self-love and self-light after so many people have hurt you? Robin replied, By the grace of God, it took a long time to fix my wounds and a lot of time working on loving myself, trying to love myself again with all the scars I have mended on my body and soul. To feel confident again and bring back the joy and the soul back into my life was very hard. I had to do a lot of meditation with myself. I had to change my mindset to positive mode. I had to learn how to trust again. I had to dig down deep and forgive people, including myself. I had to confront some people from my past. This past year confronted my parents about the attempted rapes. And my dad asked me why I didn't tell him. And I told him that I did try to tell him that he wouldn't want to listen. I asked him, how do you think I felt as a young woman who needed her father not only once but twice and my father's not there for me and he believes other people's version of me? My father talks a lot about money and honestly, I'm one of the only children my parents haven't really helped much. My younger years have always helped them because I felt obligated to even if it left me in the streets. In certain heritage, you have to do that or the parents might put you in a guilt trap situation. I don't judge because I don't have a right to judge other people's lives in this world. 
I have always been blunt with people, but over time I've learned when my words are powerful and when silence is powerful. There are things that I've done that I'm not proud of. I'm not perfect and I tell people that I'm not perfect and to not think that I am because I'm totally not. I am imperfect. The only time that I will be perfect is when I go with my Heavenly Father. I've shared this with my friends and with strangers as well, but another thing that can happen in certain heritage is that you can get thrown into marriage. My parents always try to play matchmaker with my younger life after graduation used to ask me, why can't you be in love with this person? I didn't really notice it until I went to a big city and away from a small town. When I did this, I learned a lot about other people and I realized that it wasn't just me. I told Robin, I totally know what you're talking about. If I could interject for a minute, you're right. We have Mexican heritage. We have Asian heritage. We have black heritage. But so often we're not told about our goddess heritage. And our goddess heritage is that we are radiant. We are beautiful. We are imperfect. And as goddesses, we are uniquely different, also special. And if from the moment we were born, we were taught about our goddess heritage, and we were taught that divine hands made us, and that this energy and this form that our body is contained in has never ever walked this earth before our will, and that we are uniquely special, that's when I think our self-love can become our self-glow. But so often we are brought up with our Mexican heritage, with our African-American heritage, etc. And that's a beautiful thing to have that. But it's our goddess heritage. That's when we are really meant to walk in. Yes, Robin agreed with me. It's to know that you are not only full of love, but you're also loved by others too. And we have no obligation to be perfect whatsoever. You have to be patient as well. Like I said earlier, it does take time to get your wings healed, or if you lose them, to get them back. It's just life. And for me, what is in my heart I carry with my wings. It's life, my heart and soul guided by God. I've seen life been taken away from me right in front of my eyes. I was also told I cannot give life at a very young age. When I was 17 years old, doctors found traces of cervical cancer that was barely starting off. They told me that they wanted to do tests on me. I did all of this by myself. I never told any of my family members or any of my friends for over a year. For years, I didn't want people to feel pity for me. And when I tell people that, they say, Oh my gosh, I couldn't do that. How did you do that? And I tell them that, honestly, I don't know. All I know is that I would go and that I would just be sitting there thinking, okay, if you need to take me, then just go ahead and take me. Quit trying to. I felt like so much was being put onto me between the life that I had because of my parents' mistakes and my half-brother's mistakes. Why do I have to pay for somebody else's wrongdoing? Some people might be like, oh, you don't really pay for it. But no, you actually do. People go after the ones you love in life. Like I mentioned earlier, when I was very angry and soulless, I did a lot of things that I'm not proud of. And in me trying to get back my wings, I had to go back and confront that and tell people that I'm sorry and ask for their forgiveness. Sometimes people said, you did what? And I would say, yeah, you didn't know that? And they would tell me no. I would apologize and tell them that I was truly sorry and explain that it was a time that I was going through a dark stage and that I hoped that they could forgive me, but if not, I understand that I had to come forward with this for me. I encounter people still, family members, who criticize others' beauty and say in a respectful way what is on, and I, and I say in a respectful way what is on my mind. 
Some people or some family members will say, I'm just joking. I tell them there's a way to joke about somebody's beauty. I agree with Robin because beauty is not a joke, I told her. Yes, Robin agreed. And I tell them just because you're unhappy does not give you the authority to take my unhappiness away. Just because you're unhappy does not give you the authority to take my happiness away. Yes, I said, and it's really their insecurities showing anyway. It's like I don't have to wear that, those are insecurities. That outfit doesn't look sexy on me. If you're not happy in that, then why would I want to put that on? Exactly, Robin agreed. It's just little things like that. It's taken me over 20 years. Honestly, it's been the whole 32 years I've been here. I was supposed to die four times or more. For example, when I was first born, I couldn't wait to see the world. The doctor was late because he was out jogging. My parents joke around with this, but I literally just wanted to come out. Mom said that whenever they were moving her from the wheelchair to the bed or something along those lines, the nurse was at the corner of the bed telling my mother to push slowly. I apparently helped her by pushing with my feet. So I ended up flying out and sliding down to the delivery stretch table. Then the nurse caught me. My mom always tells that story to my friends, and I'm like, Really, Mom? You can't just show pictures of my butt or something? She's like, no, let's start them off with how you came flying out when you were born. Ha ha, I saw her. Are there any last words? Or what do you think would be the greatest secret for women to know when it comes to finding their glow? Robin says, you were born to glow. So embrace the real you. Stay in a positive mindset. Remind yourself when your wings are wounded to tell your heart to beat again. And that moment when you think you are ready to give your wings away and stop glowing, ask yourself, why are you ready to give your wings away? There needs to be a lot more of us gorgeous souls in this life. We are not in it alone. It's, it's us against the world. So rise like a phoenix, my beauties. Rob and I said in unison, holding hands as sisters, rising as queens. And that, a beautiful soul, is Robin's story. Robin is a makeup artist and designer who helps women reimagine their beauty and find their true beauty within. You can connect with her over at her soulfully beautiful website, foxycorando.com, spelled F-O-X-Y-C-O-R-O-N-A-D-O.com. Atia's story. So Atia and I met right before her photo shoot. It was her photo shoot for her birthday. Um, and we were out on a park when we were having this conversation together and we were posing on out and we were being behind the trees and standing on the hills and everything. The sunlight was coming out. It's such a gorgeous shoot. And she is a powerful house, but a, a powerhouse and a really tiny body. And when you sit and you meet with her, you can really see where the power lies and her eyes get all fiery and she just has a spirit in her that she doesn't care how tiny she might be or how tiny other people might be. She's going to take the whole world on and she has several times over. So this is the beautiful goddess of Tia story. And my favorite quote from this and something I always carry with me wherever I'm in life is to never look down on yourself. So Tia has told me, never look down on yourself because you never know what tomorrow holds. For example, back in Ghana, we don't have grades like you do here. We call it class. I think I was in class six going to form one or something like that. And I was so little, so short. My friend used to say, Atia, you are so tiny. Even my senior dad, that's my dad's senior brother, told me that I should stay in the same class because of my height. 
I, so I told my dad, it's all about my brains. It's not about my height. Since I've got the brains, I should go to the next class. Why should I still be in the same class? So I didn't listen to him. The least I ever had in class was second place. I was either first place or second place, never lower. I think there were about 16 of us in a class, and I never went below second place, never ever. So why should I repeat because I'm not tall? And so I just moved on. My friends used to make fun of me. Atia short, Atia this, and now they see me in another country and they are shocked. And then I have author's note here. At this point, a conversation interview came to the end. I handed Atia a pair of stilettos that were covered in gems and a beautiful outdoor photo shoot with her standing in the flowers. CB open to all conversations gorgeous. Sometimes the most beautiful and inspiring conversations in the world will come at the time you would least expect. And then ending with a Tia's quote again, never look down on yourself because you never know what tomorrow holds. Ellie's story. And the most beautiful part that I love that Miss Ellie shared with me is that humility is what makes me sparkle. Miss Ellie is always sparkling. She's calm, radiates positivity, and moves with special grace and elegance. She is a powerhouse, a tiny woman with one of the most beautiful hearts I've ever met. And one day I asked her, Miss Ellie, what makes you sparkle? Miss Ellie leans forward and smiles that gorgeous smile of hers and says, My kids, my grandbabies, and humility is what makes me sparkle. And then here I have a goddess note. What about you, gorgeous? Do you use humility to make you sparkle? Because that's what humility is about. Stay blessed always. Sexy self-love part two. A woman who truly loves herself is one who glows in the essence of who she is. Doesn't life feel so much simpler, easier, and free when you realize the power that we as women have and find sparkle in these stories that all these beautiful women had the courage to share? I promise to sprinkle in some self-worth sparkles in along the way of these self-love gemstones. And my self-worth step number two is sweet and simple. In self-worth step number one, we talked about how you as a woman are your own sensuous collection of lingerie and meant to feel sensual, sexy, luxurious, beautiful, and soft inside of your own skin. In self-worth step number two, I'm going to share with you my golden principles. Another way to think about them is this, my golden columns, my inner goddess sanctuary. On my mirror, I have a tiny piece of light pink paper with the golden principles that I've chosen to live by. This is a private part of myself that I'm sharing with you, but pretend that it's just you and I together, because it is, and that as girlfriends we are sharing our list. I started with eight and then slowly added to my diamond goddess list as I blossomed. My golden principles. One, I do not gossip. Two, I keep complaining to a minimum. Three, I cater to my inner feminine. Four, stay grounded. Five, allow myself to not be everyone's angel and to fold my wings when I need to. Six, spend time in my spiritual oasis. Seven, practice the art of having grace with myself. Eight, remember time is an illusion. Nine, cultivate an exotic beauty. Ten, have a calming and peaceful presence. Eleven, sparkle in prayer. Twelve, wear beautiful bra and panty sets. Thirteen, say, I see you, God, I see you, all throughout the day. Fourteen, cultivate an exotic beauty. Fifteen, make gratitude lists. Sixteen, embody grace, beauty, and sensuality. 
17. Realize the luxuriously limitless feminine goddess energy. 18. I strip myself of everything that does not belong to me. I only put on the most beautiful of outfits. And it's not even there, but if there were to be a 19, I would say to walk, talk, hold myself um, like a goddess. And to walk like I'm sacred, talk like I'm sacred, to walk like I'm blessed, talk like I'm blessed, to walk like anointed, hold myself like I'm anointed, and feel the sexiness of being Jasmine. <laughs> of being Jasmine, every might want to be, feel the sexiness of being yourself in your own body. If you were to design 10 of the sexiest principles for you to live your life by gorgeous, what would you write down? Maybe it's 10, maybe it's your sexy 21, whatever number feels delicious, but just start small maybe. Start with five, start with eight, work your way up to 10. And then from there, um, in the book I've made a number list for you, but even right now, feel free to press pause, write down eight to 10 numbers on the left side of your page and write down which principles of yourself let your heart up on fire. See, self-love is your self-glow. The more that you discover your worth, the more freedom that you will see within. You are born with goddessness, but if you never activate it, it will never be there. You'll never be able to vibrate it. To live as a goddess, we have to meet the frequency and the vibration of a goddess. What is the level of goddess in you that you are going to choose to activate? As Tanya Lee said in her um, French Kiss Life podcast, episode 133, The Choice to Love, Everything is energy, everything is frequency, everything is vibration, and people who vibrate the frequency of love are vibrating at a very different level than those that are vibrating out of fear and anger and resentment and worry, and you begin to attract the frequency of what you are living. Living love gorgeous because you are love gorgeous, and once you realize that beautiful, then every single sparkle in your soul begins to glow. Gorgeous slow. Close your eyes for a moment and imagine the scene that I'm about to read you below. Then as you read, continue to read the stories below of women who feel into their worth and slipped into your own beautiful wings and join them in the sky. After all, not only is the essence of your soul sexy, but your worth is pure magic in the most breathtakingly beautiful forms. Beautiful soul, close your eyes. Okay. Welcome to a sweet and short pretend story about your creation. I hope helps you make you. I hope that it helps to make you feel as special as it made me feel to write it. Right, eyes closed. Take a deep breath. Inhale. Count to four. Exhale. Inhale. Count to four. Exhale. Do it one more time as I begin to read this story to you. It was dark and the old man was tired. His body defied his age. He was shaped like a Greek god. You could see the muscles rippling underneath his dark chocolate skin. Aside from his white hair which sparkled as the stars, his body did not show his age, which no one knew. But for as long as anyone could remember, this man had always been here, up in the mountain, alone in a cave that was lined with sparkling jars, herbs, and flowers. Standing six foot eight and 285 pounds, ripped with the skin that glowed with the quiet radiance of the sun, moon, and stars, this man moved wearily. He carefully picked up a tiny crystal jar from the cupboard, holding it gracefully in his large hands. He moved slowly and deliberately along the countertop, 
selecting herbs, petals, and essential oils, and slowly using a golden mortar and pestle to crush them together. He had a small portion to the crystal jar, smiled at it with love, and then returned to selecting more flower petals, herbs, and essential oils, and adding them to the crystal jar with love and care. He was always careful with all of his creations, but creating a woman was always one of his most intricate designs. Each one took 3,000 years to make and was an exotic creation that he could never replicate. Welcome to womanhood. Open your eyes. You are amazing. You are cherished. You are treasured. You are beautiful. You are the heavenly contents that the man was mixing together. You are your own goddess land, and these ten golden principles that you just created for yourself are just a tiny piece of you valuing your limitless worth so that your self-love really does become your sexy self-glow.